Hi, and welcome to Under an Open Heaven podcast. We are glad you are joining us as we explore the reality of God's love expressed in Scripture and our own personal experiences. Thanks for joining us today as we explore the reality that we live under an open heaven. Enjoy! Hey, welcome back to the podcast. My name is Arthur Richardson. I have with me... Colton Jones, as always. And we're glad to have you back. We are Under an Open Heaven podcast. Yeah, so um, first and foremost, I want to apologize um, for our inconsistent and uh, releases of episodes. Um, and the blame actually falls entirely on me. Um, Wrong. No, don't give me that face. It, it, it is. It, it, the, the month of October has been really, really hard for my family. Yeah. Um, we've been going through a tragedy. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Yeah, it's been really rough. Um, So, (laughs) hence why there has been inconsistent uh, podcast releases. Um, So, we're still going to be going, I think, every other week. Um, But hopefully they will be more consistent in the future. Um, You know, all things dependent on, you know, what God is doing in our lives. So, um, yeah, with that, I mean... I kind of alluded to, you know, just some struggles, and I, I think just for my family's sake, I'm I'm not going to go into particulars, but also just, I think even just for our viewers' sake, um, the the reality is is that we all have some sort of struggle at some point in our lives, right? Um, and if this is a season of joy for you, I am so excited for you. That is awesome, and I celebrate with you. Um, but if it is not a season of joy, and it is a season of sorrow, season of loss deaths in the family, um, what have you, you know, I feel like, uh, we as church can also mourn with you. Um, you can mourn with me. Um, and with my own family tragedies, with my own, um, struggles with this, you know, I've had to face different, um, I guess breakdown of perfect ideas and perfect theology with when it comes to face to face with reality, right? Mm -hmm. You know, my nice, neat ideas don't always, they don't always line up with, with how we experience life, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, God will do good things. Yeah. Um, I've said before, And even Jesus has reminded me of what I have said in the past, um, that God doesn't cause bad things to happen, but he does make good things come from tragedies. You know, and I'm trying to give Jesus that room in my own life. Um, You know, and as I'm going through that struggle, I want to encourage you guys as well, you know, to do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the scripture passages that I would like to maybe focus in on, uh, especially during this season of um, the year with Halloween coming up, uh, for those of you who might not know, Halloween is another way of saying All Hallows Eve. So the Eve of All Saints Day. All right. So um, All Hallowed, meaning Holy Eve. 
So, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of people in culture who take it in the dark way, you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it, 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 the reality is, is that like, it is a, a very interesting celebration where all saints day, in my opinion, is one of the more complicated, um, complicated celebrations that we have within the church. Um, and it, the reason why it is, is because it reflects one of the Beatitudes, actually almost all the Beatitudes. Um, and the Beatitudes are rather uh, difficult to understand um, on an experiential level, in my opinion. Um, I mean, just taking one of them, blessed are they who mourn. Happy are those who mourn. You know, how does that work? Mm-hmm. Right. Um you know, because when it comes to dealing with death, when it comes to dealing with being a saint, right, there's a level of at least death to self in this life. And then we have to go through that same trial that Jesus went through, death on the cross, like an actual death. Mm-hmm. so I've just been doing a lot of thinking on that um, yeah Colton do you have any do you have any thoughts yourself um, you know and, and maybe maybe what we do is we we focus in on on this scripture passage come to me all you who labor and are burdened and I will give you rest says the Lord that's Matthew eleven twenty eight. Um, yeah yeah from that um, I guess I could say the past few weeks have been strangely, um, full of ups and downs as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've had a couple opportunities where suffering has presented itself to me and always turning back to God is, sounds a lot easier than it is, mm-hmm. especially, um, when you also take into consideration that although God does not perfectly will bad things to happen, doesn't perfectly will suffering, it still happens. And therefore he permits it to happen, you know, in trying to understand all the reasons why God permits those things to happen is what I've found to be difficult in my own life. And so, taking those burdens, taking those sufferings in the moment mm-hmm. to God, to me seems to be, it's contrary to what I want to do. Yeah. Cause ultimately when it comes down to it, I'm faced with this understanding that the sufferings that I encounter were allowed by God. And yet he says, take, you know, bring them to me. I'm like, dude, you already knew that I had them. I already mm-hmm. like, why, why, why would I bring them to you? And, the point of the sufferings, at least sometimes in, in, in how I understand them, because a lot of times grappling with suffering doesn't, it doesn't mean that you're going to understand why they happened or what caused them to happen all the time. Yeah. The, I think the point of suffering, especially when it's allowed by God is to act as a way of letting go of finding comfort in sense 
finding comfort in, uh, in, in a clear view of things. Like for instance, my, my personality lends itself to wanting to understand thoroughly what is going on around mm -hmm. me and be able to plan based on that foundation of understanding. Now, when that foundation sort of cracks or, um, say you, you have a wooden floor and one of the planks of the floor is higher than all the rest, you're going to trip over that. It's like, that's sort of how it feels to me sometimes whenever I encounter suffering, it's this raised floor, this floorboard that's raised and I always end up tripping over it. Mm -hmm. So to come back to it, um, bringing sufferings to God isn't about understanding them. And he, he, he doesn't really promise that we're going to understand <laughs> everything terrible that we go through, but he does promise peace if we yeah. bring them to him. Yeah. And I think that's one of the hardest things personally for me is, is letting go of the desire to understand and maybe letting go of the pride of holding my sufferings against God saying, why am I going through this? Yep. You know? Um, so for me, that passage speaks to that part of just doing what he says, yeah. bringing the things that I don't understand to him and just resting in that peace. Yeah. You know, that beckoning that Jesus and the promise that Jesus gives. So, um, in my own, my own processing of my personal tragedies, um, one of the things that I did uh, to feel productive is I did a little bit of wood woodworking. Um, and the thing that I made, the things that I made, admittedly turned out way better than I was I would have expected them to. Um, I never made anything like them before, uh, <laughs> and I never made anything the way I made them before. Wait, um, you didn't show me these things yet. Wait, you don't have to do it right now. It'll just after it the might podcast. make you cry. Okay, it might make you cry. I understand. They will make you cry. Okay. <laughs> um, they turned out better than you thought they would? Yeah, so they, they turned out way better than I thought they would. Um, you know, and something that I noticed is that I was really relying on Jesus as I was making them. And I was offering up to him my pain my sorrow and my loss, right? And the pain and sorrow that I had in regards to what me and my wife were experiencing. You know, it wasn't just what I was feeling. It was also feeling, um, you know, feeling for her as she was going through her own sufferings, you know, mm -hmm. um, which that is a whole new level of suffering that, To the degree that I experienced, it was intense. So I was bringing all of this while I was doing the woodworking. And I was bringing, this is the irony, right? I was doing work, you know, I put that in quotation marks. I was doing work. 
but I was releasing this burst of creativity. I was allowing the Holy Spirit to actually inspire me how I made this thing. Mm-hmm. And I felt this connection to Jesus, the woodworker, right? <laughs> um, Jesus, the carpenter. And I, you know, I thought that was really cool. Um, and I feel like that burst of creativity, that burst of um, feeling connected to him in that. I felt like there was, even though I was doing work, it didn't feel like labor. You know? Um, and even in that moment when I was... Even in that moment when I was feeling um, the sadness and the weight, it didn't necessarily feel like a burden in that moment. And um, I don't know. I heard uh, a sermon from uh, Bethel, actually. Uh, One of my coworkers sent it to me. Um, And the summary of it was essentially like, while in a war like creativity flow. That was kind of the summary of it. Um, and I, I really feel like there's a mystery there. <laughs> and now granted that talk was like an hour long or something like that. It was, it was pretty long. He went <laughs> through it, but there's a mystery there, you know, Yeah. that I think that I think each of us needs to sit with that as we're dealing with the suffering, um, and this is the other thing that I did, I kind of found myself um, numbing, maybe not numbing, uh, distracting with video games or with Netflix or, or like things like that. Um, and, and part of it was just straight up survival to, to try to like separate um, my feelings a bit so I could kind of um, process a chunk of what I was feeling. Yeah. And then take a break, <laughs> you know? Yeah, there, um, there's actually a process. Like it's, it's like an intuitive processing. It's sort of like a subconscious mm-hmm. action. So I get that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, and there was a time where I did that in a healthy manner. And there was a time that I did not do that in a healthy manner. Where mm-hmm. I was turning towards the video games um, to ease the pain, ease the comfort. or ease, Like just in a, in a search for comfort, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I was not turning to God. I was not turning towards that creative spark. I wasn't turning towards... Um, towards Jesus and saying, here are my burdens and here's the labor that I am dealing with. Mm-hmm. Please give me a rest. Yeah. Um, I didn't do that at times. And the times that I didn't do that were honestly the hardest. Um, I don't know. I was just kind of my own little self-reflection on that. I, I agree with you on that. You know, you what you were saying brought my mind to a point in the past. I, I had encountered, you know, quite a, an internally profound sort of pain, but it inspired me to write music, mm-hmm. write poetry. And what I was writing, I would say probably some of the best that I've written just in, because of that. Also, yeah, suffering from the desire to distract myself, but coming back to no i i know i'm feeling something real and not only that but i i want to make sure that i do not 
separate what I'm going through from God. Mm-hmm. The biggest lie that we, that I know I've told myself and I know we are capable of believing is that what I am going through, the suffering that I'm going through is unknown to God or even unknown to anyone else. Yeah. Yep. I have definitely dealt with both of those mm-hmm. myself. Yeah. Yep. And I, I, I'm, I'm glad that God's proved me wrong to myself mm-hmm. a lot of times uh, doing that because whenever I give him some room on that to prove me wrong, he does um, sort of comes through and you could, I could see my, the grace that he was giving me and through what I was writing. Yeah. And I'm sure you could see his grace working through what you were doing, the woodworking that you were doing. Um. I don't know. It's like God recreates or he, well, I mean, I guess these, these actions are sort of recreation in themselves, you know? Right. But he takes the, the pain, the sorrow, the suffering and actually creates with it with you. Yeah. It's sort of paradoxical, you know? It is. But also, I mean, it makes sense, right? Like, I just thought of this. Usually suffering makes us desperate. <laughs> and I've found the older I've gotten, the harder it is to not be self-reliant. So, you know, as I'm getting older, I'm noticing it's harder and harder for me to deal with my sufferings with someone else. Now, granted, since getting married, since finding inner healing since doing all these things it's kind of backtracked and i've been able to from a point of healing work on virtue but i still feel that that temptation towards self-reliance um you know i think it's that like cultural thing of like i'm an adult i need to deal with this on my own Mm -hmm. you know i can't let my my baggage affect somebody else and i have had to allow friends jesus to say no family to say no you need to welcome people into your suffering you need to welcome people into this trial because you're not alone you're not alone in how you feel you're not alone in what you're experiencing and you feel tempted to think that and i think in those temptations we we really that isolation makes us act out in bad ways um but anyway that desperation of like when we are actually turning towards God and we have a release of creativity. I feel like that's that desperation opens us up to working with God in a new way. That desperation opens us up to being like the creator of the heavens and the earth Mm -hmm. to receiving new inspiration, new ideas that are just new that you know yeah actually i don't know if i'll take this out but um so i what you were just talking about there that just word desperation can actually be an open door to grace in Mm -hmm. a way uh you know we had that praise fest at holy redeemer Mm this past week mm-hmm. and I wasn't feeling it, man. <laughs> I wasn't feeling it. Uh, just, you know, just my 
internal disposition. I was sort of at odds with God and me. Um, yeah. And the way that I view my relationship with God is like, I'm, I'm, I, my heart, my soul is married to God. We're bound to each other through, you know, the sacraments, through baptism and the Eucharist. I'm yeah. bound to God as spouse, but I'm going to give him the silent treatment because I'm just not feeling it right now. I just, I'm going to give him the silent treatment because he gave me it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I was just being real salty and um, mm-hmm. all that stuff. And I'm also, but there's part of me that wants to be open to have that reconciliation where I'm, where I, I give up. But I just was like, you know, whenever I run into this same problem, I know it's not God's fault because he's literally God without fault, you know, perfection itself. So it's either just the circumstances or it's my fault. And that, that just drives me nuts. And so I was just kind of really upset and maybe closing myself off. Um, but we had the praise fest and I was playing guitar for it and stuff. And, uh, you know, someone I know came up and we were chatting and he was like, do you want to pray? And I'm like, please, for the love of God. Yes. I, I need some, some, some truth spoken into my life. And, um, so he, he, we, we prayed and I was just begging God. I'm like, God, give him the words that I know I need to hear. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just words started coming. Um, he was bringing up, it was just like, you know, I get the sense that you're almost like in this poker game with God and you're bluffing. Like you got you got your hand and you know and in God's got his hand and you know you're sort of like he's like tempting you like go all in mm-hmm. do it go all in and the way he was describing it I'm like oh man yeah that's kind of what I'm doing I I tend to act like I have an upper hand on God but like I'm I'm bluffing a flush when I have like a really low hand like twos and threes yeah and like i got nothing and uh he brought up the fact like he was just like i don't know i just feel like we should be praying in a way for you to be desperate let's just pray for desperation in jesus name and i'm like wait what <laughs> what is or why why pray for desperation mm. and i i think i'm understanding that a bit more now in this conversation that we're having that sorrow and pain and suffering um so long as you don't give in and you let maybe that desperation that those inspire mm-hmm. help you open up for grace yeah and certainly it, it makes i guess that helps illuminate how god uses suffering yeah a bit more yeah absolutely yeah i mean you know, to make this full circle, right? We had been talk. We started this conversation talking about, um, you know, Hallow's Eve, Halloween, yeah, um, and just it's it's a, uh, which is the eve of all saints. The saints were desperate, right? We're we're talking about like the the saints who are probably unnamed, you know, the holy innocents, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and a lot of the martyrs. Too. Yes, and a lot of the martyrs, right? The holy, like the little children, you know, whether it be unborn or uh, the original term, the holy innocents would be like the the children that Herod killed trying to find Jesus. Yeah. Um, when he was at, uh, somewhere between the ages of zero and two. Um, 
there's a desperation and a victory that came through that. Right? And it's a it's a testimony and a witness to us. That like not just creative power can come through like that desperation. But freedom and salvation. Even if it means eventually our death. There is there is rest for those of us who labor and are burdened. And I think the temptation is I just have to keep pushing. I'm 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 dealing with this thing. I'm struggling and I just need to take five more steps. I can do this. I can do this. The reality is is we can't. And we need just to be desperate for Jesus. And like that's not that's not shooting ourselves down. That's 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 acknowledging that, you know, maybe I can't take five more steps. But why take five more steps on my own when I can welcome Jesus into it? Mm-hmm. Why take five more steps when I could take ten or twenty with Jesus helping me along? So, I don't know. I think that's Yeah, those are my reflections on that. Do you have any final thoughts? No, nothing comes to mind, no. Okay. Alrighty, well, let's end with a prayer. Let's do it. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit, give us the grace to trust that you are good. That Jesus is a good companion. Jesus, help us to come to him when we are labor, when we are laboring and we are burdened, that we might find rest. Heavenly Father, I ask you to send forth your Holy Spirit upon us. Fill us, fill us from the top of our heads to the soles of our feet with your grace, with your rest, with your peace. Flood us. Flood us again. Heavenly Father, we praise you and we thank you for you are good. And you make all things good. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. We hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Take care and God bless. Bye. Thank you all so much for joining us this week. We hope that this podcast blessed you. And we ask if it did, share that with the people that you love so that it can bless them as well. If you want to reach out to us, we are available on Facebook. We are under an open heaven. Our email address is under an open heaven dot fire at gmail.com and we are on instagram at under and open heaven dot fire so please go uh give those a gander and send us any th- any feedback that you want we would be happy to reply to you god bless bye